I am pleased to be joined with one of the up-and-coming bright stars in the world of curling, Kate Cameron. Kate, thanks for doing this today. Yes, thanks for having me. All right, so you're back from the Scotties. Tell us a little bit about what your experience was like in the bubble. Yeah, the bubble was definitely interesting. Um, I've been in some form of isolation uh, or the bubble now since February 3rd, and I still have about just under two weeks to go here. Um, But living in the bubble was definitely interesting. Um, We didn't get to see a lot of anyone, really, not even our own teammates, but uh, it was nice to get back out on the ice. So how did you keep yourself busy? Because that's got to be a mental grind. (laughs) Yes, so we we came prepared with some books, uh, we we all kind of worked on the road, so I was working a bunch during the day, and uh, for when we could finally start getting together in smaller groups, um, we had some games on hand too. What does it uh, What does it mean to you and, and to the other curlers that this event was still able to happen despite you know COVID nineteen causing a bit of an uproot of it? Yeah, we were extremely grateful. Um, you know, obviously everyone had a lot of hesitations if, if this event could be pulled off and nothing but props to Curling Canada and all their efforts uh, behind the scenes that went into uh, getting testing in place, having all their policies and, and all the athletes who followed all the rules to make sure it went off without a hitch. Uh, they said they, they had done over 500 COVID tests for all the athletes and organizers in the bubble and not one came back positive, so... That just shows the dedication, right? Like that that you got you women wanted this to happen so bad, you did whatever it took, and it and it really paid off. Exactly. Talking with Kate Cameron, Kate, uh, they mentioned on the broadcast several times how different it was not having fans. Can you try and put into words what it was like to be out there on the ice with very little ambiance around you? Yeah, it was. Uh... It was definitely interesting. This is uh, my fourth Scotties that I've been to, and, and, you know, the crowd plays a huge factor in it, and it's so fun to have the crowd behind you when you make a big shot or even be the opposing team, and the arena blows up when the other team you're playing makes a huge shot. So uh, the eeriness and quietness of not having the fans in the stands was definitely different. You could hear the TV broadcasters on the level above us. You could hear anyone talking beside you. So it was definitely quite different, but... uh, yeah, we, we, we seem to have gotten used to it as, as the days went on. But I'm sure you're just waiting for when the crowds can come back and make it even more special. Totally. It's definitely a big part of the game. Kate, I have uh, such a rookie curling question for you, but I was wondering this when I was watching, especially because it was quiet. How do you and your team not get distracted by you know the other rinks on the other ice surfaces? Because they're yelling and they're going through stuff. How do you stay focused and just kind of keep it on, on what you're doing? Yeah, I think a big part of the game at that level is uh, your your mental stability and kind of mental training. Um, we actually have a full-time mental coach, Shannon Pinn, who works with us and, and was actually in the bubble with us. So, um, you know, we all kind of train our minds to, to zone that all out and just really focus on the game and what's in front of you, um, not who you're playing, not what's going on beside you, not any weather conditions or any outside um, issues that you may be facing it's just kind of to be present in that moment and just uh, do what your team needs to do to win talking with Kate Cameron Kate before we get into your curling career and get a little bit more on your background uh, you know you being from New Bothwell you defeated Jennifer Jones who's a curling legend did you catch any flack from other Manitobans about that or were they pretty good spirits about you moving on um, I think for the most part, they were good spirits. Again, I have been trapped in my house now since I've been home uh, Sunday night, so I haven't really gotten to do anything um, 
other than chatting with my own family and friends uh, by text and online and stuff. I haven't really had much communication with the outside world. So maybe, maybe in days to come when I'm finally free from isolation. But uh, I think for the most part, people are extremely supportive. Your team is really up and coming. I mean, you made some real noise at these Scotties. Uh, did you do as well as you thought you would? Did you do better? Were you hoping to take another step? Where do you think you were as a team during this particular event? Yeah, I think, like, obviously our goal going into the event was to win the event, and, and so we fell short of that goal um, minimally. But uh, I think, you know, we kind of also went in there knowing, like, we've had extremely limited practice time. The girls in Alberta were able to throw for about a week before, but otherwise they were in lockdown. And then here in Manitoba, uh, I wasn't really able to get on the ice at all. So I had a couple creative outdoor practices. But um, so I think given those circumstances and kind of the even playing field versus the rest of the nation all also having limited practice opportunities, um, I think we're happy with where we finished. Uh, The week itself was a very big grind. Uh, we had some inconsistencies, and I think that's normal based on the fact that we did have limited preparation going into the event. Kate, uh, another rookie question here, but uh, do you are you well aware that you're on TV, like you're you're on TSN, and there's you know people from across the country watching you, you know, throw stones and and go over strategy, or does that even enter your mind? Um, I think that this. At this point in my curling career, no, it doesn't bother me anymore. I actually kind of don't really notice. And we actually had chatted a bit in the bubble um, how sometimes we actually didn't recognize when we were on TV. And I think there's some sound bites of our Skip Laura out there uh, saying some pretty silly things on TV. But that's just because a lot of uh, normally all the camera is on the ice surface. And then they had at this uh, due to limited people, I guess, on the playing surface, they had some uh, cameras up top in the concourse so there's sometimes we were on tv and we actually had no idea uh for the most part normally you would kind of recognize when you are on tv the camera is directly in your face but um so this event was a little different because sometimes you didn't actually realize but for the most part um we're very used to playing on um tv kate uh again it, it seemed like as competitive as it was, there was also some fun. Like you said, the skip was was having some fun, and it seemed like the teams were were just really glad to be back doing what they love to do. How much did that weigh in, and how much did that improve just your mental health over the last little bit that you had something to look forward to? You know, I think you nailed it when you said being out there, being able to play the game that we love, and I think it's something that we won't really take for granted going forward. Um, we were all extremely dedicated to the process leading into getting into the bubble. Um, We all followed isolation strictly. Uh, Some of us stayed away from some family members or isolated away from family members to limit um, our chances of possibly exposing ourselves to COVID prior to that because we did want to get back to curling and we were so eager to get into that bubble and actually start competing. Um, So I think, you you know, in the bubble, we had so much fun being able to A, be around some people and our our teammates are, we're all very good friends. So I think having the friend dynamic off the ice and then being able to compete in the sport that we all love was um, very well appreciated. Talking with Kate Cameron of Team Alberta back from the Scotties. Kate, uh, you got a, a very nice little welcome surprise when you when you did come back home. Uh, just take us through, you know, what happened and, and uh, what was waiting for you. Yeah, so I actually had no idea um, that 
New Bothell had put up a little welcome back sign. Um, I got home at around 2 a.m. on Sunday night, and I had to obviously get myself home because I am isolating away from my fiancé right now. Um, so we're living on opposite floors of our house for the, the 14-day isolation period. But uh, when my fiancé, Jordan, was outside, one of the neighbors actually came up to him and said, uh, is this where I lived? And was wondering um, if I had seen the sign. So... Um, I did see it now, which is quite awesome, and, and uh, it's nice to know that we have some, some hometown support here in, in a field that had so many Manitoba teams in it. So, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, from your point of view, I mean, there was um, there was a lot of Manitoba representation there, and, and of course, you yourself. Uh, just the growth of the women's game, though, uh, Kate, it's, it's really something special to have seen it, it get to the point where it is. But for you, growing up as a young curler, just take us through what it's been like to have some inspirations and, you know, being uh, International Women's Day today, just what some of the pioneers have done to help women's curling hit the national stage like it deserves. I think it's awesome where where the women's game is at right now, um, having things like equal equal prize opportunities, um, having the same or very close to the same amount of events run as the men, I think it's awesome. And just kind of the development of the women's game from where it was, let's say, 40 years ago to today. Um, it's something I'm very appreciative to be playing currently, and uh, it's it's just really a joy right now. You know, a lot of young women watched you at the Scotties, and they'll watch and, and continue to follow your career. What's it like to be that, you know, that next wave of strong and empowered women that are going to lead, you know, curling into the next kind of phase of where it's going? Yeah, I think it's awesome to be kind of recognized as the role model to some younger women out there that are up-and-coming curlers or just in their everyday life. Um, I've received tons of messages of support on social media um, from other women, Um kind of just expressing their gratitude or, or, you know, some minor compliments or whatever it might be. And I, and I enjoy communicating with these people back. Um, I've sent out a lot of fan gear to some people that have reached out. I've gotten some letters from some young girls. It's just awesome. I think the support all around for women is just great. Uh, just a couple more for you, Kate, before I let you go. Um, what is next for the team? I'm, I'm not sure if you have like a set schedule at this point or if things are still up in the air, but what, what's kind of next for you when it comes to curling? Yeah, so things are kind of up in the air. Normally, we would have a schedule kind of laid out. Uh, we're hoping that some curling or some form of gets back to normal in the fall when our season would normally start. Um, there are two Grand Slams remaining for this season uh, back in the Calgary bubble in April, but uh, our team will actually not be participating. There's actually only four Canadian teams who uh, made it in. So uh, for now, it's just kind of some back to rest and recovery and enjoy our our home time in, in the meantime, but I think uh, we're eager to get back in the fall and we're very close to clinching uh, direct Olympic trials berth, so that's kind of our main focus come the fall and then hopefully compete in the Olympic trials. Would that be the ultimate for you, the Olympics? Yeah, I think uh, every curler's dream would be to get there right now. I think that's kind of the, the main goal for most competitive teams, so I think that would definitely be something special. Kate, uh, last one here, and then uh, we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, of course, your play was outstanding. Your team did really, really well. The whole production was fantastic. But one of the things that stood out was your incredible tattoo work. How much time have you dedicated to putting in that sleeve of yours? Because it, it looked fantastic on TV. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've definitely put in quite a few sittings in the chair. Um, it's not quite finished, so some more to come. But I, I've just kind of been 
working on some other pieces and getting some other stuff finished up. And then obviously COVID hit, so haven't done anything in about a year now. But uh, yeah, I definitely get a lot of compliments on it, so it's much, much appreciated. Is is there any curling themes in there? Like, do you have a rock or a broom or something? Or I actually have no curling meanings in any of my tattoos this far. Well, I, uh, I, I I hope that one day you can get an Olympic gold medal tattooed because that would uh, mean a lot to, to you and to New Bothwell and, and to all of Manitoba. So uh, hopefully that is in your future. I sure hope so too. Kate, thank you so much and uh, best of luck again in isolation. Congratulations on, on your engagement and your upcoming wedding. And just we want to wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so much for having me.